Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where hosts have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I am joined by the Maestro. Stop it! No. Just stop it! And by Cowboy. It may not be vape fluid, but I'll fill up your tank. All right. Uh, this week we are doing a birthday pick. We have Cowboy's birthday. Uh, Shh, we, don't, up. we don't celebrate that anymore. Oh, no? All right. No, I'm past that. I'm past that age. I see. Well, then. Well, we're. Yeah. I'll pick a new movie then. Uh, let's see. Let's do uh, Face Off again. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. Face off. Yeah. Oh. All right. So yeah, with my favorite actor of all times, yes, Nicholas Cage. All right. This is uh, this is an odd one. This is the second time we've done a movie like this where it was never released in theaters. Uh, last time we did it, it was Kurt Russell's Christmas something or other. I forget what it was called exactly, but it was about Christmas. Santa uh, Claus. Maybe I don't know something I don't know. He he was Santa Claus, but who cares? All right, this is 2019s. At the end of 2019, this is like eight months old. This movie, it is Six Underground. This is directed by Michael Bay. Stars Ryan Reynolds, Melanie Lawrence, Manuel Garcia, Rolfo, Ben Hardy, Adria Arjona, Dave Franco, and Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins, yes. Let's do the synopsis, and then we'll get into our thoughts about the movie. Meets a new kind of action hero. Six untraceable agents, totally off the grid. They've buried their past so they can change the future. Bum, bum, bum. Have you ever seen this movie before, Maestro? Well, yes. Yes, I have. It certainly came out about six months ago, I would say. All right, yeah. I was about within the week of it coming out as well as when I watched it. In Cowboy? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. See, yeah, just the once or multiple <laughs> viewings? No, I've I've watched it several times. Um, I, I I picked the movie because I was sitting there thinking, you know, um, you've got your Bruce Willis, and then Hollywood's got his Kurt actor. Russell. Yeah, mine's got to be Ryan Reynolds. Wow, um, but I didn't want to pick like. I didn't want to pick a horrible movie because I didn't want to watch Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done um, Green Lantern on the podcast. No, it's possible. <laughs> it's, it's definitely fitting for our podcast. But I didn't want to do like Deadpool or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I asked you, would this be okay? Yeah, sure. It's your birthday and, pick. Uh, Whatever you want, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I watched it twice in the last two days. Oh, wow. All right. So this is a uh, because this is a Netflix movie. We're gonna have to assume that we're all hanging out in the living room watching this as soon as we're done with the credits, and the new ne- the next Netflix commercial comes on and we have to mute the TV because it's annoying. Touch touch nudge nudge. For, first uh, first comments. They, what, what would you say first about this movie? That was amazing. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was a perfect Ryan need- Reynolds movie. Oh yeah, it was he was Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Did you see saw the commercials for that? Yes. Yeah, where he, yes. Uh, he was talking about they had scientists come together to find out what makes Michael Bay movies so Michael Bay. And uh, after this movie had been tested thoroughly, they had discovered that it is the Michael Bayest movie that Michael Bay has ever Michael Bayed. 
I believe was the exact terminology. Yes. <laughs> that was uh that was wonderful. In fact, I wanted to kick this season off, which was season eight. This is the first movie in season eight. Yes, it is. I wanted to kick this season off with the best action movie okay. award. All so, right. Oh, I see. Getting started early. Write that down. Started early. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I I wrote down a couple things that I wanted to bring up, not because I actually did have one major problem with the movie. Uh, but other than that, there was mostly lines like, oh, remember that scene? That was fun. <laughs> I like the, the, the lines that, that he was, he would just keep throwing out there. Uh, the, like the, when he, when he first meets, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh four, the, 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 the parkour guy, I guess they, they say that nobody knows who this guy is. Uh, we never met him. He met us under very weird circumstances is the way they put it. And then it flashes back to how the parkour guy met him and he, he fell into uh, something and I guess knocked out and he woke up strapped to a dentist chair uh, with a shotgun pointed at him that with a string tied to the trigger. Uh, and then there was a bag of sand on a, on another bench. And the implication was if that bag gets knocked off, you get shot in the face with a shotgun. And he, Ryan Reynolds keeps like antagonizing, him, like, "What? Are you scared? Are you scared?" And he knocks it over, and then everything just kind of falls apart. <laughs> and he starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> you think that's funny? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that was great. I, I do have uh, a couple things. This is to me. This is like a Jurassic Park. There's things you can pick apart with the spoilers goggles, right? Um, the very one of the very first scenes when the um, the original uh, driver number six yep. um, is driving the red car and he comes out of an alleyway and the driver's side mirror gets knocked off just completely obliterated oh does it and the side of the car is all scraped and everything the very next scene he's driving away uh. from that garbage truck or anything. There's zero damage on the car, and there's the side view mirror on the driver's oh, side. That's perfectly. A shame. So I, I notice things like that in movies because of this damn podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, I even noticed it in TV shows now, and it's horrible. <laughs> TV and shows are pisses, worse at that. It pisses people off, mainly my wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> because like. We'll be watching a TV show and there's a, a, a constant setting like in a house or something like that. And I will notice the way things are arranged on the counter in the kitchen. Okay. And then I will notice their flip-flops, you know, from yep. one episode to the next or even in the same episode. She's like, how do you even see that stuff? I go, spoilers, my mind is trained to look at everything. Yep. I'll do the same. I don't know if you're as, as irritating as, as I am when this happens, where I'll pause it and I'll, I'll ask Andy, did you see that? She'll say, what? I'll rewind it, play, look at the table. Just look at the table. Just look. There. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what, the thing moved? Yeah. I, okay. I've never done that. I've never done that, but I pointed things out to her. <laughs> It's um, like this, it's like watching it's like watching Game of Thrones with the Starbucks coffee cup, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's it, for me it's it's mostly I'm impressed with myself that I was able to see that that I caught it. 
That's, that's that's mostly what it is. It's not I, I'm I'm trying to hate on it. I'm just like, oh look how look how great my my reflexes are. How amazing am I? Check this out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm wondering if the directors and the producers, when they're editing a film and stuff like that, obviously they go with the best shots. Okay, right. Um, and they do several takes on a lot of uh, on all the scenes usually, and. I wonder if they noticed it themselves, but go, um, you know what? That's too insignificant to even worry about. It's almost like when they edit it, there's this expectation uh, or, or lack of an expectation mm-hmm. in, in scenes like that where, you know what? Yeah, it's it's something, but everybody's going to let it go. Yeah, I, I think there has to be some of that. Uh, and some of the time, they, they, I think they do have to make the choice of like, uh, I know it's there, but we can't really do anything about it. Only, only way to fix it is if we have uh, add another couple of days to filming and a couple hundred thousand dollars to the budget uh, just to reshoot those one that one scene or digitally yeah. take it out. I'm like, just leave it, just leave it. Then it's not very cost effective, and it's like right. it's not worth it. But the things in movies that really bother me, uh, as far as the timeline goes, is when you have a scene that's taken place and it's daytime mm. and then the next moment it's nighttime and it's raining <laughs> <laughs> and then towards the end of the scene is daytime again. And that whole scene was supposed to take place in a matter of 25 minutes. No, that's not good. That, that, that blatant uh, lack of, and you know, that could be, that could be due to uh, the amount of times they've had to do takes and, yeah, I heard a director say, uh, I can't remember what movie it was. Um, they can't control the weather. They they got it. The, the hardest thing to, the hardest time to film a movie is when you're in a natural env- uh, environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, same thing. I, I watched the thing on Star Wars and George Lucas was, they were, or I think it was uh, Harrison Ford. They were in the middle of a desert and the, the wind was blowing and they had to, try to act like the wind was not blowing. You know, yeah. There was, there was a movie recently that I, I heard that they filmed most of the outdoor scenes with multiple elements. Like if, if it was raining, they'd film it raining and then they'd film everything outside raining and then film everything outside daytime for, for, and then for the, so they could decide later, what do we want the setting to actually be? We can make it so it's uh, raining, but it has, so, to, so make it consistent throughout the entire everything. So yeah, was, that would be interesting, but what happens if one portion of one of the scenes you like so much better and it's daytime and you guys decide to go with the nighttime <laughs> scene? Yeah, that's, that's and, and that, that may end up what happens. That may and may be what ends up happening a lot of the times. So like, <laughs> no, really, but I like the way they went off. I like the way he delivered that line there. So let's kind of sneak that in. Let's see you if know? they notice it. But then we watch it. We're like, ah, you bastards. Yeah, <laughs> you moved the cookie jar, son of yeah. a bitch. <laughs> I, I, I like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, his delivery on things is, is always the perfect way to deliver any line. When the uh, the the driver or the the hitman starts punching the the brother in the face at one point, trying to knock him out because he's scared to go on the zip line. It just, he just keeps hitting him in the face repeatedly, yeah. trying to make him unconscious. And he goes, like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And he's like, that's the good guy. you got to be nice to him. And as he's saying you got to be nice to him, he's pushing him off the building with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just the perfect – oh, my god. 
the, the, when he's in the car with the brother after they got him, <laughs> and he starts spitting off the beginning of Eminem's song. Yeah, that was my next note. And uh, he he says it was such a straight face. Yeah, the the number seven has to do a double take and goes, wait, wait a sec, was <laughs> was were you just spitting Eminem? And then Ryan Ron goes, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then the brother was, he said something like, uh, it, it, it fucking got me, man, or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that line was done so well that I had to pause it and rewind it because I started laughing hysterically. And Annie and Alexis were both like, what was so funny? Listen to that, listen to that line again. And then once they figured out, oh, it's Eminem. Because <laughs> I paused it before the other guy jumped in to say it was Eminem because I didn't know he was going to do that. And it's like, that was perfect. Rewind it. Oh, now I get it. Because he, he delivered it perfectly. He, he's so good at lines. The, oh. the, 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 one of the greatest things that I like about this movie was, A, it was like a – it had a serious, a serious action undertone to it, you know? Mm-hmm. But you add Ryan Reynolds, not just Ryan Reynolds, but some of the other back and forth, the, the, the hitman. Yes. Okay, the way he, he – talking about movies over the walkie-talkie all the time, you know, yep. stuff like that. And the, the interaction between number one and the hitman, you know, like, do you have to do this all the time, <laughs> even on the walkie? And, and we're all right here. <laughs> Knock it off, you know? like the, the comedy in it played very well with the action and the seriousness of the movie. Yeah, the, the actual plot of the movie, of what's actually happening, very serious. They're trying to yeah. overthrow a, uh, a evil regime in in a country, and by kidnapping a brother to and then kill the other brother so that the good brother can come into power, all uh, without the U.S. being involved at all, is is very kind of uh, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff, man. Yeah, the 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 premise like the synopsis you gave at the beginning of this this episode here. Uh, if you were to just read that synopsis to me. I'd be like, yeah, don't really want to watch that movie. It's kind of sounds boring, you it know. Does, it does sound kind but, of cheesy. It didn't help the way I read it. Also, it was kind of cheesy. <laughs> yeah, well, your your impersonation is on point. Yeah. Um, fast forward to the end of the movie because we're eventually going to get there. But there's so much to talk about in this mm-hmm. movie that was great. But what just hit my mind is they're walking away, and the hitman goes, "Next time, can we just?" Hit up, hit up a, a casino yeah, or rob something. A casino. Yep. <laughs> like Ocean's Eleven, you know. You yes. <laughs> take down a casino. Right. Plus another movie reference. He he he's, he loves making those movie references. Oh yeah, so good. It's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, was those uh, other really good uh, references? I am the danger. That was from uh, Breaking Bad. He says that one time, uh, and, that, and that's when Arnold says, "Can we stop with the movie quotes?" Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what was your yeah, favorite scene there, Maestro? Oh, honestly, it was like, I mean, everything you guys were talking about, the, the great one-liners, the, no, not one-liners, the whole freaking conversation, some of them. But um, the what really my favorite part was actually the death of Six. Oh, okay. It, was, it took me completely by surprise. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yes. I saw, I saw the same guy in a different movie do something very similar where he pretended to be dead, but now, it wasn't. Now you see me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, watch this. Like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
expecting him to come back. <laughs> exactly, especially to come back. No, he didn't come back. <laughs> it's it's a shame because they they really built his character pretty well. Like he was going to be a, a right? very cohesive part of it. Yeah, but it, it, I just watching. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It's so cool. He's going to survive. Oh no, he doesn't. Yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah, I feel like he, that was the pivotal point for me because before oh, that's before they uh, get the sniper guy. Um, it was for me. It was just like a little, a little unexpected, and I didn't expect the same actor to go through the same situation twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing that the thing that struck me in that scene was um, well, there was a couple things in that scene that struck me. Um, first off, when number four comes. Mm-hmm scaling down the railing on a skateboard and jumps from the skateboard onto a pylon and takes out that truck. Yeah. And the, 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 the line after that is we got a superhero on our team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But what really hit me pretty hard during that scene was uh, the way six died. Yeah. You know, um, you see forklifts on the side of the road, you know, I mean, that's, that's entered my mind. Um, uh, on occasion, you know, like oh yeah, like if you're if you're passing down the road and you see a forklift on the side of the road or at a, at a a business, you know, and there's a forklift there, how horrible would that be? I don't know why shit like this enters my mind, but I also know other people that have that mind of you know when they're going over a huge overpass transition from one freeway to another. It, Wondering what it'd be like if I just yanked it and just, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, It's kind of like those thoughts, you know. Yeah. You you see a forklift. Oh, man. What if you you lost control of your car, blew a tire, and you spun out, and this just, you know. And then there was another scene where the four goes, oh, I'll take care of this, you know. And he, it's in the same scene, and he knocks this thing down right and this thing comes swinging down and and these pipes fly off yeah and just shoot through the car and just like just go right through everybody in the car that's just michael bay is fucking amazing because that that whole (laughs) that whole car chase scene at the beginning of the movie was just nonstop jam-packed with action serious action and comic relief as well yeah i think it'd be hard pressed to find a first scene of a movie that has that much going on in it and has you like already from the beginning like holy christ what the what the hell am i getting into here there's just so much going on so much so much so much michael bayedness uh, <laughs> the explosions and ryan reynolds doing his thing it's like they, they both are doing the what they do the best ryan reynolds is just being himself and michael bay is making things way over the top and super intense yeah good the, opening the thing about michael <laughs> bay is he makes things way over the top but I could, could be, I could believe it could actually happen. Some of it, yes. But there's also the thing that comes with Michael Bay is also a, a lot of explosions, uh, which Mythbusters has taught me don't happen like that unless you just fill up the car with gasoline. And I'm talking about the uh, barrels in the back seat as well, not just in the gas tank. <laughs> in yeah. To get an explosion like that, you need excessive amounts of gasoline. But that's. It's kind of it's a, it's one of those things that we accept as as movie watchers that that's yeah, yeah. no that's how cars blow up in movies, um, and those that haven't watched MythBusters probably think that's how they happen explode in real life as well. But eh. yeah, it's so funny. tell me about this because this is the first time I've actually seen this happen in the film. Okay, um, the part where they're on the boat 
and then they use the magnet to like do the damage for them. Yes. Tell me, what was your take on that? It was amazing. It, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said it perfectly. I feel like a Jedi because he's just... Wait, hold on a second. Put your pants back on. Because <laughs> I, I, I think the science behind it is sound. Uh, the but but that, I, I mentioned earlier that I had a major complaint about the movie, and, and it's about this whole scene. Uh, as far as everybody flying around, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of the people are, have body armor on because they're probably guards, which is why they're able to get thrown around. Uh, what I have trouble with is uh, now I know the guns themselves are plastic. That was kind of established. Uh, yes. the, the the bullets are then. Also plastic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's see. That's what I never figured out because, um, in order to get, uh, I, mean, I don't think plastic could, plastic would shatter over certain things. It would be kind of a waste, don't you think? I, I think the, having the guns be not metallic is possible, uh, but the it's the ammunition. I I don't I can't think of a way that you can have it completely non-metallic. Right, because even I think gunpowder is has is metallic. It, it, it will get pulled. So rubber bullets, uh, but you still need gunpowder uh, to to launch them. But is gunpowder heavy enough of a metallic material to be thrown out of your hands? Like that's that? a good. That's a good question. But I've seen. I remember. Uh, oh, okay. Here's a reference that may not help. Um, you remember uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones four. Oh no! I've tried to forget. <laughs> How dare you bring that back up and remind me it existed? <sighs> they got they got the gunpowder to fly in the air. Remember that? The gunpowder? Yeah, uh, they got the gun because they used the gunpowder to to follow the trail to the magnetic device or magnetic body, and they used the pellets from the shotguns to go through things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds very familiar. Yeah. Let's see. So, so in in that sense. If it's if they go by that kind of logic, then yes, it works. Oh, holy Christ! I typed in "is gunpowder magnetic," and the first thing that pops up is Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> that means lead is not only magnetic; it's slightly re- repelled by magnetic fields. Boop, boop, boop. So, if anything, it would have thrown the bullets off that they were firing. But okay, but they didn't start firing until did they? I don't know. Sorry. Okay, so gun- oh, that makes sense. That's what how real guns make sense. Oh, okay. G- gunpowder aside, what about their walkie talkies? Good point. Any me- well, me- metallic components in there? Gold, true, but gold is not metallic, not magnetic. Right, but the the, the other stuff, the, the circuits, they they make up that kind of thing. Or how about the cell phone he's using to hit the button? Metallic there? There's got to be some – unless he made a, a non-metallic phone as well. This uh, it, Well, just uh, just like he said, uh, it worked. It worked. I wasn't sure it was going to work. You know? I mean, uh, the science is there, but it yeah. really worked. <laughs> right? Okay. That was great. When he, it was. After the first time, he, and he's flipping out because it worked, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. And they're just looking at him like, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then running through the boat, and he's like, "I didn't think we were ever going to get this far." <laughs> the lines that he says is like, "Oh my god, dude! Yeah. You talk him up. This is what we're going to do." He's like, "Oh yeah, it looks easy. Four cups." 
Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rose, great. The lines, the delivery of all the lines from every single one of them, even even number six, you know, when he's in the car and blood squirt. Is, is that blood squirt? Up? Did, did you get it in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. You got to, you didn't even know the right words. Like you got to scribble that thing or whatever you call it. Right. I can, I can actually hear the blood pumping. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay, so we did the uh, bullets, maybe. Walkie-talkie, maybe. Cell phone, maybe. How about the flashbangs? They, they also had flashbangs. In fact, he shoved the flash, a flashbang the, the in flash somebody's... Bang was, the flashbang was awesome when he shoved it in the guy's mouth and his head blew off. Yes. And he comes down, he's like, oh my God. He's like, it was only a flashbang. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he says. I think we should split up. <laughs> I don't need to be seeing all this. But the flashbang itself had to be metallic, right? There's no way well, to make that not metallic. Do they use? Don't they for the flash? Don't they use magnesium? I'm talking about like the 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 casing of it. Oh, it could. I don't know, man. I mean, it could be plastic. I guess. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, casing, it's, casing, yeah. It's the only real thing that I thought. Like, hold on a second. Everything else in the movie was was like, all right, I'll I'll give you a pass because first of all, Ryan Reynolds, and second of all, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and then, but this is, this is the one thing that was like, eh. really? It was. Yeah. You're, not thinking, you're not. You're not thinking spoilers hard enough, Adam. Because <laughs> uh, I agree with you on that. But I was able to overlook that because this was a fucking awesome movie. Um, but uh, when they are trying to uh, break the brother out of the ninetieth floor, that building or whatever, and uh, number seven. Goes, I got a crazy idea, guys. I got it. You're, you're not gonna like it. grab a hold of something, and he shoots and busts open the pool that's at the very top. Right. The Niagara Falls avalanche of water that comes pouring out of there nonstop was like, I don't think there was that much water in that pool. Like, I, and yeah. the way it fell out, it strategically looked like it was going downhill. Like was that level that was going out of that unlevel that it was only flowing one way? Oh, you're talking about how, how much force went out on that? Yes. It did go uh, down the stairs. Uh, so it, it, it was on a, the water was at a higher level and there was one zoom out scene that showed a much larger, larger pool. Like th- that was a pool reservoir that was feeding all the okay. pools. It looked like, I still don't think it was that much water, <laughs> but but it was it was a, it was a good a good amount. But I, I can't I can't imagine it was enough to have the force it did, the tidal wave type of impact to blow out the windows. And st- I mean that that was like watching a scene honestly from San Andreas. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, you're right. That's that that was a lot. I mean, it was an awesome scene, but now look, now I think about it, it was like yeah, that was kind of. I do like how number seven shot a hole in there to give four some breathing. Yeah, that was smart. That was real smart. Uh, which which then also leads to the scene where four gets uh, he gets trapped there. And the, the reason everybody has numbers in, uh, for names is because Ryan Reynolds, who goes by one, doesn't want any attachment between these people. We're, you're hired to do a mission. You're probably going to die. And I don't want to feel bad if you die because we have the, the cause, the mission is greater than any one and, of us. And so, then the, which, which number are the ones that get it freaky on? Uh, that would be two and three. Two and three are the yeah. ones that are getting it on. 
I, I I like the scene where they they finally get done with a, a mission or something like that, and they save number four from that tower because number seven goes, "I'm going to take a shot," and they start arguing. You said you would never stop me from taking the shot, you know? Yeah. And then they start talking about being family. We don't even know each other's names. Next thing you know, they're starting to tell each other's names. And and number four, his name is Billy. And he was the first one. He's like, yeah, you look like a Billy. But I love how <clears throat> it was an Emily looked like an Emily. Oh, Javier looked like a Javier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they picked those names because that's what they look like their names would be, you know? So Billy looked like a Billy. Javier looked like a Javier. Emily yeah. looked like an Emily or Amelia or something to that effect. Right. But as they said their names, it's like, yeah, yeah, that definitely could be your name. Mm. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I honestly didn't think about it too too much because they said it once and then like never again. So I already forgot what they were. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do like the scene after that where uh, number seven is flying the plane and he's like, uh, this is – Number seven. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just. It was also fun that Ryan Reynolds kept trying to get him on board with the cleavers. You, you know, <laughs> you guys, you guys know. You know? Come on. And <laughs> the hitman watches apparently watches a ton of movies and TV. Yeah. No idea who the cleaver was. That's the one he the missed. Cleavers. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the cleavers. Yeah. Oh man! When they go into the uh, power plant, yes. Ryan Reynolds is Scottish. <laughs> yeah, compliment his his wife. Oh, is that your wife? It's my daughter. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a fun little uh, thing because then he just started getting weirder and weirder as as time went on. Like, oh, yeah, uh, he talk died. about that other guy. Oh, wait, oh. no, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, they found him with a belt around his neck, and you know, in a masturbation thing. We've all done it, right? We've all done it. Come on, come on. Choking. <laughs> yeah, we've all choked it while uh, having a wink. <laughs> they all what? We've all choked a little bit by, uh, while having a wink, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, come on, dude. <laughs> oh, and then man. he's drinking Good out of the guy's cup. Though. He's drinking out of the guy's cup at the end. Also, that uh, was the soup. He's a dick. He was a dick. Yeah, it was perfect though. But it was perfect, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, I did like how it, when I watched this movie, when when I saw the trailer for the movie before I watched it, I was worried that it was going to be I was not going to be able to see anything other than Deadpool. Okay. Ah, and I was pleasantly surprised to not see Deadpool. Okay. But see, see, Ryan Reynolds, like it, the way he was saying the lines were smartassy. You know, they were Ryan Reynolds, quote unquote, with the finger quotes. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't Deadpool. Interesting. What do you th- what do you think, Mister? Do you agree with that? I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, what comes from like Deadpool and what comes from Ryan Reynolds is like the same cheekiness to it, but the mortality. And the understanding that Deadpool can't die, and the way and how he takes that that into one effect versus one, which is very much considered understanding about his mortality rate. The mortality is where everything defers. I mean, imagine if Deadpool never went that route, never went insane, never went that way. I mean, it would have been the exact same person. Mm-hmm. 
if the mortality wasn't was the same. I feel that's the case. That and also because one's rich, one's poor. <laughs> See, when when I finished watching this the first time, I thought this could have very easily been the next version of Deadpool, where it's the X Force movie, where it's this is now not superheroes. This is just all a bunch of mercenaries doing their thing. It it could have very easily just put put a mask on him, and it, it would have been the same movie to me. But that, I, that didn't make it worse for me. In fact, it made me, I think, enjoy it a little more thinking, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is X-Force. I think they need to get Michael Bay to do X-Force movie. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better X-Force movie would be if Michael Bay did it? That'd be interesting. That would be amazing. Yeah. But I do like um, – Ryan Reynolds did a very good job in this movie with his internal struggle. You know, he kept saying, we're not the Cleavers, you know, we're, this is why we are, are numbered, you know, so we don't, you know, feel like, but number seven saw the soul, glimpses of a soul inside yeah. number one and started playing on that. Not, not from the beginning of their meet, but as he started to get to know him a little bit more, he started picking up on things that the others never really even questioned, you know? Right. And when... Number one was being questioned by number seven, the sniper. Uh, you can see the wheels turning in Ryan Reynolds' head, the internal struggle about, oh, no, shut up. New, I, I push this down. You know, I don't feel like that anymore. He's battling it with himself, you know, and, and, and it, it even goes towards the end where he finds that girl in New York uh, who he had a one night stand with after the opera, and now she's got a kid. Yeah, but I was confused with that. Was that supposed to be his kid? Yes, because she's ah. she's uh, she's obviously Hispanic, and she uh, had a very white baby. So, yeah. plus also that there was there was one scene that kind of seals the deal with that it is his son. When he's putting something in a lockbox, he he basically says it's kind of like a last will. I want all, everything left to my son. It says mm. that as he puts it inside the box and locks it. That was one of the last, one of the last things you see in the movie. So he, yes, I, I don't know if he's done a paternity test, but he's at least under the impression that that is his son. Well, he knows basically pretty much how old the kid is, mm-hmm. and about how long ago it was that he was with her. Because, but what you have to imagine in this movie is it wasn't like none of this stuff happened in like a week's time. Yeah, that was a flashback that we saw. There to- was a ton of yeah that that scene with the 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 brother head guy yeah uh, was a flashback. But you in the beginning of the movie it goes oh this is four months ago, and then it goes to present time. But you have to imagine that present time is probably years long. Yeah. Yeah, the, the missions that are on, that didn't happen in a week. That was, that, I'm sure that was all very carefully planned over a very long period of time. Shit done of preparation, a shit done of, a shit ton of money to buy the plastic guns, develop them, all this stuff, you know. Yeah. That, that's another thing that I was, I was curious about. How do you think he's able to maintain his money or still have all the money after his death? He had to have socked that away somewhere. That there would be a paper trail. Would there not? Can you hide that much money? Supposedly you can. I mean, like you know, Cayman Island accounts. 
as long as you have the code, you can pretty much get it. Yeah, but uh, over how long a period of time is he socking these millions or billions away that are off the books while he is alive to then be able to still access it when he's dead? And when he is dead, he, does he have to go there and say, here's my ID of a dead person to open this? See, that's what I'm thinking. And from what I remember how they say, like, when you can transfer funds back and forth through the offshore accounts that you don't really need an ID in the sense, because that's the whole purpose behind it is to hide an anonymity. But they, but if you're going to withdraw the money, there's still got to be something they can't, you can't just say, uh, I'm Mr. Smith. Please let me have all the money in that account. Uh, Well, I don't know. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, that's the thing. They don't have to show the ID at them. At least from what I understand. Yeah, not only that, but the people he's paying to design this stuff. Well, you got to imagine uh, in seventh grade, he won a science contest with magnets. So he's an inventor and an innovative person anyway. So a lot of this stuff he's probably has designed himself, but he needs to have somebody manufacture it. So even if he does find somebody low key to manufacture it, he's not going to hand them over cash. All he has to do is go on to his account and wire the money to them. He's got pin numbers for that. He doesn't have to show ID to wire the money. Yeah. He's still got a card that works. Most places now, you go to the grocery store, you, if you're paying credit, you swipe your card and you sign. They don't even look at IDs anymore. I don't know when the last time I used a credit card and somebody asked to see my ID. Because they, I think they ask because of the chip. They only ask for like after a certain amount. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing that I'm I'm sure there are ways around it, especially when you are as rich as he is. Apparently, the rules don't apply to you anymore. So you also have to think he's got multiple uh, passports. Right. I'm pretty sure they don't all have his name on it. You know. Yeah. He probably he probably has a sum of money in all those different people's names. You know. Yeah, mm. and, and remember in white collar how they literally developed people people from real people or grew people remember that yeah or you you could take a, a social security of a of maybe a baby that died or, and then use that to create a whole new person well that's one way of doing it but like in one of the one of the episodes they talked about how this guy created fictitious people and and made them uh do things over their lapse of time so basically he created fictitious people and had them grow up so there would be a paper trail for existence oh yeah yeah that does sound familiar and when they did that so basically you give the person that would take eventually take the id and become and pseudo become that person interesting okay that's what that's another way of doing it all right i mean most people just make fake ids and just just to get cross borders but if you do something like that you could basically be anybody or to get into overage clubs, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Which I guess you would still have to cross a border. Kinda. I mean, it's like it's a bouncing border. Yeah. Okay. I I want to ask you a question, but I kind of also want to wait till the very end of the show after we go through all the reviews and everything else. Uh, but something to start thinking about now: uh, a sequel. Okay. Potential for a sequel, but let's. Uh, unless there's something else you guys want to talk about the movie before we move on to the rest of the game. No, a lot of this stuff's pretty much awesome. I mean, I don't really have much many gripes about it. Uh, hell of a good twist. Did see Michael Bay through the whole film. Uh, didn't really care after listening to the 
talking that they did. So, yeah. All right. Uh, closing thoughts there, Cowboy? Uh, hold on. I need to go to the bathroom. Give me a moment. Mm. After talking about the film, it just riled me all up. Oh, okay. Oh, again, he just went to the bathroom when we first well, started. I, right? I, I, need, I need to go Michael Bay real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just, that means explosions? Gross. Not over the wall. Not over the wall. <laughs> Fine. Steel Magnolias. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Do you have a tube sock? Yeah. Oh. Uh, this was this was fun. It was a fun movie. It was a nice kind of turn your brain off kind of. <laughs> you're going out. For, you're going for an action movie. You got a full on action movie. When you when you see Ryan Reynolds in a role like this, you kind of already have an expectation, and it exceeded it. It was no disappointments. Even though the gripes that I did have about the the, the magnets in the uh, in the in the yacht, it's fine. It's, who cares? It's it's one of those crazy shoot 'em up amazing action movies and that's what it did very well all right so those are our opinions of the movie like i said at the top of the show we have lots of opinions with zero credentials we're gonna hear people actually have credentials now the critics this is in preparation for the rotten tomatoes game i'm gonna have the guys guess the score of rotten tomatoes for the tomato meter the critics and the audience for unfamiliar with the scoring system it's an average score from 0 to 100. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. So I'm going to give you two reviews, good and bad, from the critics and the audience, and have you guess the score. Very good, sir. Let's start with the bad reviews and the critics. This is from Robert Levin. All right, bad reviews are over. Let's go to the good reviews. <laughs> from Newsday. This is a terrible action movie that utilizes Michael Bay's worst instincts and none of his best. Clarice Laurie from Independent UK. It's a film that lets its audience gorge on violence and bravado, only to make us feel sick of the taste by the final reel. All right, good reviews from the top critics. Adam Graham from Detroit News. The Madman director's Netflix debut, Six Underground, is so big, it feels like it's going to smash out of your television screen. Hmm. Barry Hertz from Globe and Mail. Six Underground is a riotous and gleefully delirious assault on the senses. It is vulgar, it is absurd, and it is completely enthralling. All right. So those are the good reasons and bad reviews from the top critics. So what do you want to guess is the tomato meter? I, I agree with the, uh, the first um, thumbs up critic. Okay. He's got a great name. Um, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to score points early on this season, oh, I you see. know? <laughs> that, you, just, you just got a five-point bonus. Uh, 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 <laughs> was it the points don't matter, right? Right. All right cool. Yes. thousand points to Cowboy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything is uh, made up and the points don't matter, just like soap in the men's room. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I missed oh, that show. Good gosh. I'm never shaking your hands. <laughs> the price is right, dude. Come on. Yeah. All right, tomato meter. Have your pet spade or neutered. <laughs> uh, tomato meter. That was the critics? Yes, critics. You, you heard it from the critics. critics just now. Let's see here. Um, I mean, I, I want to just give it 100, but I got to do a valid guess here. Um, I want to say 81. 
All right, Mishra. Hmm. It's going to be difficult because I feel I actually would say lower, mainly because Michael Bay has a stigma. That is true. So I'm going to go with an even 70. 70. All right. This is rotten. <gasps> Mishra would have been close if the numbers were reversed and it was a 63, but in fact, it was a 36. 36 from the critics. That's way, wow. way down. How? Critics are stupid. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> all right. Like they, they should all not be named Adam. <laughs> all right. Here's the, uh, let's start with the, let's start with the bat again for the audience. For each of these, I have, a short one and a very long one, and I'm going to read them both. So this is Vincent R. Cinematic eye candy. This movie plays out like one long barfy perfume commercial. If you like one-liners and ridiculous setups, look no further. All right, this is Terry S. Uh, <laughs> this review kind of goes off the rails a little bit, but uh, I enjoyed it, so I'm going to uh, lift it in. This is beyond silly. You might like this movie if you're. 12, but only if you are a very immature 12-year-old. If you're a 12 or under and you have your parents' permission to listen to some occasional mature language, you might like this movie. It's superhero silly. I'm a fan of some Michael Bay movies, but not this one. I only suffered through it because I wanted to watch a 4K movie to test a new 4K TV and my 4K Apple TV together with my surround sound system. That is its only redeeming feature. For that purpose, watch the car chase sequence at the beginning of the film and do yourself a favor. Don't watch anymore. (laughs) I like how they just like, all right, it's not about the movie anymore. This is uh, (laughs) a, here's some things in my personal life. By the way, it also sounded like a 12 year old wrote it. But let's move on. Good reviews. Ah, or a very mature 12-year-old. A very mature 12-year-old, yes. All right, this did is from... She, did, I'm wondering, did that uh, not critic critic get her parents' permission to oh. watch the movie? Uh, Terry. Uh, I guess that can go either way, male or female. Yeah, sure, sure. Terry. <laughs> you know, finger quotes up in the air and everything for those who can't. All right. Hear what, hear what I did. It's interesting because uh, based on the names, I assumed that the negative reviews that I pulled were both males and the two positive reviews I pulled were both female. So let's see how this goes. And it might be a Ryan Reynolds kind of, oh, my God. <laughs> Which I'm in that camp too. But anyway, uh, Janie U, I thought it was a great action movie. Lots of violence, but good plot. Looks like there could be many sequels. I hope there will be. All right, this is from Samira C. Don't let the bad reviews put you down and give this and give this movie a shot. Most bad reviews complain about shootings and explosions. It's an action movie. If you don't want action, you pick the wrong one. You're reviewing something badly because they're delivering what promised. It's ridiculous. The movie's about someone who has the means to leave the world a better place than they found it and tries to do so. Isn't that what Iron Man does? Most of you rating this one star left five stars on other movies. The movie is funny at times with great action scenes, entertaining, and at the end, even a bit romantic over the idea that maybe somewhere, with the right help, the world could get better. As I said, all negative reviews are people 
too used to being cynical to appreciate anything in life anymore. Enjoy the movie. Oh. All right. So, very impassioned pleas from both I, sides. I, I agree with that last review, and it, it makes so much sense, even personally to myself, because I I don't know what the, the tomato meter is for, say, uh, Clueless or freaking uh, <laughs> uh, Steel Magnolias or Charlie's Angels or something like Because I, I could not critique those movies because – I'd be going into those movies not wanting to watch the movie because it's not yeah. my type of movie that I like. So exactly. if I critique the movie, I would be on the bad side. I would be giving it a one star. I, uh, I would be picking it apart because I think it's stupid, right? Right. But, the same reason I will not leave a review for Five Deadly Venoms. I know well, I'm going to be way biased and like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I get it, you know. I mean, I'm 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 not sexist, so I just threw out three movies, and I realized that you know they were like chick flicks. Okay, I don't like chick flicks. Okay, okay. Um, that's why last season I I didn't really want to watch you know hot flashes. You know, uh, for the same we couldn't talk bad about it, Adam and I, because we would feel like we would be put in this bubble of sexist guys, you know, because uh, it was a all about chicks and we're, we're womanizers and stuff. No, it's just, that's not my thing. Yeah. But it was poorly made. That, that's a, that's a well, all yeah, separate that, issue. And but, we had to, you know, yeah. but I'm not going to put myself in a position to critique a movie that I have no desire to see. Right. If you're a food critic and you're allergic to dairy, you're not going to go to a uh, ice cream shop. That's, if you're a food critic, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, or, or a food guy, like, Guy, whatever is Guy Fairy, Guy Fiery, Fieri. Fieri, yeah, Guy Fieri, whatever. He doesn't like eggs. What? Okay, he does not like eggs. He hates eggs. So he goes and he goes to these diners that are cooking up like great breakfasts and stuff. And you notice when there's something that has eggs in it, he will pick the eggs out of it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, he's an idiot. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't think you could be a food critic or a food guy if you don't. Yeah, if you're not like uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay that will eat anything. He may not like it. He'll try it and he'll spit it out and tell you all that shit. You know, but <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, but he has a refined palate. I think that's that's a, that's a difference. It's I think even Ramsay could could tell whether or not something was cooked well or not well, even if it's not his cup of tea. Yes, that's. And maybe maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I just know he likes to yell. All right. Anyway, uh, audience audience score. The critics gave it a thirty six. Where do you think the audience fell down on this one? I I, I honestly think the audience is going to be higher than thirty six because um, you you had two bad reviews, two good reviews, and I think the consensus on the the. Uh, audience reviews is going to side more towards the last last good review you did. People are going to watch this movie because they know what they're expecting. They know what they're going into, mm-hmm. and I believe it's going to completely do to them what it did to us. Okay, you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I went in expecting Ryan Reynolds and nothing else, and I I went in <laughs> expecting Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds mashup. You know. <laughs> Like like the perfect mashup from Pitch Perfect. Right. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. I was expecting a uh, mashup from Pentatonix, and I got a mashup from Pentatonix. You know, right. <laughs> it just blew me away. 
Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Maestro's first pick seventy. All right, seventy for the audience, Maestro. Wow. Um, I would actually go lower. Oh, not as uh, not from what the not from what the critics say. The critics, I just think, are way too brutal when it comes to that. I mean, the film did everything it is expecting to do. I mean, it was right. it was dark, it was funny, it was action packed. Uh, if a person wants to watch this film, or at least sees the trailer or knows who's behind it. They're watching this for the, for several specific reasons. One of them is they want what the what they're offering. Mm-hmm. It's not for like, oh, it's an action film. I love action films, not just because of Michael Bay. Blah 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 blah. But, so, but the other thing to keep in mind here, I think, is that this was on Netflix, uh, so, so a lot of people are going to find this maybe on accident. Yeah, but so does that help or hurt? I don't know because, like, okay, look, if you watch Deadpool. You immediately are Ryan Reynolds' friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you watch Ryan Reynolds' films in the past, yeah, there's some pretty crappy ones. But there, but as he grows as an actor and chooses the films he wants, he, he gets a lot better. I mean, don't you remember Amityville Horror? Oh, my God. That was amazing. See? Exactly. So much better than how, the original. Oh, my God. Right? And you, and how high, and you remember how high the, the, the numbers were for that? Uh, I don't. I, I, it sounded like you were about to say, you remember how hot? Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's sure where he was chopping wood? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hot. It was very oh. hot. <laughs> no. uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the people that want to see Ryan Reynolds will watch Ryan Reynolds no matter what. And his cheeky one-liners are never ceasing. So I think that this is at least a 50. 50? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got fifty and a seventy. Well, this is awkward. Uh, this is rated fresh at sixty percent, <laughs> right between the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> fifty and seventy, sixty. Oh my god! You guys are tied oh, for the audience. Perfect. All yeah. right. No, he's got me. He won the first one. No wait. Uh, yes, he did. I said 81. He said, oh, yeah, because he said yeah. 70. Got it. Okay. And was 36. Yeah. All right. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. We've noticed that we like to put them in movies because they do great jobs. They generally make films better by just being in it. So if you were to replace people from this movie, who would, play, who would Paul Giamatti play and who would Gary Oldman play to make this movie even better? Oh. Ooh, 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 ooh. What about the brother? Which one? The good brother or bad both brother? Of them. Both of them. Both, both brothers? Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> Paul Giamatti as the bad brother and uh, uh, Ullman as the good brother. See, I was thinking the exact opposite. <laughs> wow. You know what? Damn it. I think either, go either, way. either combination could work perfectly. Because Giamatti can do a very good bad guy. And then also, but Goldman can also do a really good bad. Oh my god! No, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can go either way. I was uh, I was um, going the way I went because Paul Giamatti, um, without a without facial hair, mm-hmm. like a full facial hair, and then you know I'm picturing Gary Oldman as uh, uh, Sirius Black, oh. Sirius Black oh, okay. with the beard and everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the two characters in the movie, the, the two actors that played it. You know, the good brother had the full-on yeah. shaggier facial hair. Yeah. It, it would have to be a different country than Kyrgyzstan, but uh, otherwise it would work. <laughs> yeah, so see, I know, right? But see, this is the thing about, though, I'm looking at those characters, and I feel like if you put Giamatti and Oldman in a room, I think Oldman would live. Oh, like a, a fight to the death? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's the only reason why. The, well, I don't he know because be he, he he's very much of a of an actor. So I, I feel like as far as physicality and physical strength really? and trainings Zorg. and whatnot, Zorg. Yeah, but he never had to fight. He had a gun. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. I didn't say how they would kill each other. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, I think it would have been – if we were to transport this movie completely over to a comedy, then you have Giamatti play four, the uh, the parkour guy. <laughs> just, just to be able to see that, that would be, that would be hilarious. A lot of stunt doubles. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it would have been a great comedy because you see him go like jump and then somebody obviously different body shape is huh, huh, huh. <laughs> Every scene is a stunt double except for the close-ups. Oh. They would have to do like what they did in Tron Legacy. You know, they would have oh, to CGI yeah. Paul Giamatti doing that stuff. Right. All right. Let's do trivia now. This is part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. This one, I may need to go back and rewatch it to find this. A year prior to the release, Ryan Reynolds posted a video on Instagram of himself talking about how quiet Michael Bay movies are. While in the background, a car explodes. This scene is in the movie, and you can actually see Ryan Reynolds in the background filming the video he posted. <laughs> I gotta, so we gotta go back to Ryan's Instagram what? to find. I see that, right? So we gotta find the post where he did, where he said that, and find out the explosion and what cars were exploding. To then go back in the movie to find out where that happened in the movie, so we can see Ryan Reynolds in the background. Because I, right, you, you, I need you to see do that. all the research on that, <laughs> put that together, and send it to us. Because all right, I don't have that. I don't have that kind of time. All right, the ghost symbol on the side of the plane in the opening montage is the insignia of the Ghost Army, a special forces group in WW2 that used sound recording, false radio chatter, and prop equipment setups to fool German forces about U.S. military troops, strengths, and positions. It's pretty cool. Ahead of their time, man. The opening car chase was originally meant to be shot in Rome, but the filmmakers decided against it due to the large amount of potholes on the streets. Florence was picked as a location instead, with some shots filmed in Siena. Let's see. Oh, I think we should might enjoy this one. There's a very, very obvious bottle of aviation gin sitting on the bar <laughs> in the Paris Opera House. <laughs> a company partially owned by Ryan Reynolds, who plays number one. Ryan Reynolds is well known for his provocative, funny, and shameless advertising. I got to go back and see that too now. It's good stuff. All right. Money makes the world go round. This one's going to be interesting because there was no box office. <laughs> we want to put this film into perspective. Other films are released this year, so we get a feel financially held up to its peers. Usually, I give you the budget and ask you to guess what it grossed. But because this was on Netflix, it did not gross any money. So I'm going to have you guys guess instead what was the budget. What do you think the budget for this film was? Oh. I will give you a very small clue, which was also part of a trivia. This is the second most expensive film ever produced by Netflix. 
the only one that made more or that cost more to make than this was Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Oh, I was expecting Bright. Okay. Uh, hmm. Crap. So we have nothing to go off of, do we? You have nothing. <laughs> you you have what you saw and everything that you saw. How much do you think all of that cost to make? <laughs> and it was and it was it was seen overseas and in the United States. Some scenes. Do you think they probably did that because it was cheaper that way? Mm. And they probably got a kickback. Probably because all the tax money that would make them doing that. Well, that's that's why a lot of well, that's why I hear a lot of movies have been made outside of California. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Because California just always likes to screws its. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, cowboy, this is your birthday pick. Um, uh, I have no clue. I'm no, just no, going to say. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say fifty-six million. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. So we're just guessing how much it costed to do because there's yeah. no yeah the budget and how much and was spent say, to make this movie. I would say three. I would say a hundred, two hundred million. Two hundred million. And what, what's the cowboy say? I said fifty-six. Oh boy! All right, the budget one hundred and fifty million dollars, which means oh wait no. Make sure look close. Dang it. For some reason, I thought the 56 would put you closer, but it's still almost 100 off. All right. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, it was it, to guess with no yeah. information whatsoever. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. And I, I was going based off like, okay, uh, the average, how much an average movie, you know, would cost, blah, blah, blah. And then I know, I know there's a new movie with Tom Hanks in it that, uh, they didn't release in theaters. Greyhound. And yeah, yeah, and Apple TV bought it for seventy million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if this was produced and made by Netflix, you know, it might have been cheaper. Yeah. Well, and another thing that was in trivia that I didn't mention here was, uh, th- well, first of all, this is the very first Michael Bay movie that has ever been released for streaming service. Mm. Uh, also, it was unclear whether or not this was going to be in theaters before Netflix bought it. So it, it seems like this was produced to be a movie, but instead of being released, Netflix bought it instead. So, so right. did Net, did it cost? So my question is: It cost a hundred and fifty-six million to make. Mm-hmm. How much did Netflix pay for it? They, Ooh, good question. Good question. They, they had to pay at least that, if if not no more. Whammy, no whammy. No, 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 no whammies. I have well, no idea. I mean, you, yeah. you never know because I don't know how much it cost uh, them to make that Tom Hanks movie, and they sold it for seventy million. Yeah, I, I did, think- they, did. They, did they just take a loss on it and be like, "Hey, look, we, this is not going to go out in theaters. We never know when theaters are going to open up, and plus, yeah. I don't even know uh, who the maker of this is because AMC will not take any." Certain type of movies right now because <laughs> right. Well, t- Tom Hanks was on the uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. The uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and if I recall correctly, he said it, it cost around fifty million to make, it, and it was supposed to be an independent film. He's like I, he he wrote it, he directed it, starred in it, or something like that. Uh, it, I don't know. It was a couple weeks ago, but anyway, uh, The Irishman. The budget was one hundred seventy-five million dollars. Wow! Holy Christ! But that's also like a three-hour movie. 
I read something today, and I don't know how uh, if it's true, but I guess there's a a quarrel going on or continuing to go on, or is being ramped up between Mookie Rourke and uh, Robert De Niro. Is that right? Yeah, what? apparently they've had a feud for three decades now, and Rookie Mark is talking about how he was supposed to be casted in The Irishman, but oh, yeah. Robert De Niro said, "I will not work with with him," and what? so the producers decided not to. And then a spokesperson for Robert De Niro saying, uh, "No, he was never even thought of for that movie. He was never even talked to for that movie. Uh, he <laughs> wasn't even on the list of people to be in the movie. He's full of shit and blah blah blah." So now work is going off on Robert De Niro. Uh, on Instagram and all this other stuff, just calling him a jackass. And, and if he ever meets him in the street, he's going to tear him apart and blah, all this shit, you know? And it's like, wow, these guys are seriously feuding. I think Rourke is like, what, 71? Yeah. 71? Have you seen him? He's maybe? 67. He's 67. Yeah. He was born in New York, so he's not Irish. Uh, I don't know if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's going off about something about the Irishman. He was supposed to be on it, and because of Robert De Niro, he didn't get a part because he refused to work with him. Wow. Okay. Uh, weirdly enough, we have a Mickey Work movie coming up very soon. Uh, probably in the next uh, month or two, we, we will be doing a Mickey Work movie. And uh, Hollywood may or may not be on that one. So it's in the works. We'll see. I, I, Googling it now, it pops up all over the place. Yeah, Mickey Rourke blasts punk-ass Robert De Niro. Yeah, <laughs> punk-ass, that's what it was. In fiery Instagram posts. Holy Christ, I need to look into this. That's amazing. Okay. I just read that today, too, so it's funny how you brought up the Irishman, you know. It, it's it's I, I don't picture either of them being like the, the type to blast anybody, so this is why I'm so fascinated. Otherwise, usually celebrity stuff I don't care about, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> Well, I, I picture Robert De Niro. I don't know as much about Mickey Rourke, but I picture Robert De Niro doing something like that. He's very outspoken when it comes to politics and stuff like that. Oh, that's true. You know, that is true. So I can see him doing something like that. Um, but could I see him starting it? Maybe not starting it, but backlash, you know, uh, responding to it, maybe in a way, in his own Robert De Niro way, because even when he is outspoken on politics, he does it in a very Robert De Niro way. But then he adds a bad word in every once in a while. <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if he's just, I don't know, whatever. It, it's hard for me to picture any actor or celebrity being anything other than the characters I know them as. Because I, I try very much to separate it as, no, no, you're an actor. You're playing these roles. This is who you are. I don't care about your personal life. I, I, I'm not interested in it. I just want to see the films. So I, I, I pictured De Niro being like a, well, you you talking to me? You talk. <laughs> so so you view uh, actors, actresses, uh, probably uh, music artists, and um, you know, well, you're not into sports, so I can't really say sports celebrities and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to sports, especially everything going on right now, I don't give a shit what you think about what's going on in politics and stuff like that. I yes. watch you to play football. I watch you to race. I watch you to play baseball. I don't watch you to find out 
what your feelings are about this category or this category. And that's exactly how I feel about uh, actors and actresses. Is like, I, I enjoy what you do on the screen, and I want to keep enjoying it. So, therefore, I will not take interest in your personal life because I don't want that to taint my thoughts of you. I like what you do. Keep doing that, and we'll be cool. It's like Will Smith's divorce. Let him have his divorce. Let it. Let it go. Oh my god! I was so I mean, upset that's a personal that I, matter. I was very upset that I learned about that because I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Like how? What? Why? Who cares? I just. I just heard a little bit about it the other day. You know, it was something as I was scrolling, it came up, and I was like, "What? What? Why am I reading this? I don't really care." Apparently, they're back together. From what I've heard, they they, they were separated for a little while, but uh, never mind. Who cares? I'm. God damn it. Uh, this film debuted on December 13th, 2019 with $0 million because it was on Netflix. This was the – oh, it doesn't matter as well as grossing films. So that's it. Nothing else for the box office because there was none. It was on Netflix. Yeah, there was, there's been no box office. This yeah. is from the, uh, the couch office. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I, isn't, I, I've been hearing a lot of push for uh, – Drive-in movie theaters. Is drive-in movie theaters playing any new movies, or are they just all old movies they're playing now? I was at the drive-in uh, two days ago with my daughter. We went to go see uh, My Spy, which is the – oh, my God, Batista. The guy, the guy that uh, plays Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's a spy, and it's, it's kind of one of those like pacifier movies – or uh, Daddy Daycare, okay. or not Daddy Daycare, but... When did it come out, though? Uh, this year. Recently? Yes, 2020. Okay. So th- they went ahead and released it to movie theaters, but drive-ins, because... Right. It's also available online. There was There's a couple movies that got released on Netflix that are at the drive-in. That was, uh, I think it was called Palm Springs, which is an Andy Samberg movie. There's a movie called Archive, and a movie called Relic that were also out. They were released this year that are at the drive-in. Now, unfortunately, I was looking forward to going there and setting up my chair. I have the, 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 like the lawn chair to sit there like I usually do, but they would not allow that. So it was the most uncomfortable experience of my entire life. <laughs> you had to sit in your car the whole time. We, we backed up and tried to all sit in the trunk, but we couldn't all fit in the trunk. So my daughter was in the back seat, looking over the, the headrest, and I was, I was leaning against the car for half of it until my legs started falling asleep. And then we switched seats, and I couldn't get a good position in the back seat. It was, Annie was, com- if, Annie was if, comfortable if as hell. You, <laughs> I was, uh, you're telling me, I don't know if, if this would be allowed, if you had a pickup truck. Yes, you, you can. can back your pickup truck and sit in the back of the pickup truck. You can, but you cannot have your lawn chairs out on the on the, on the ground. What is the difference? I don't know. I mean, if you had your lawn chair out and you put a mask on, would that be okay? Nope, masks were required. By the way, still, I don't know. It was very. It was, Even it was if very you were in your car by yourself, <laughs> if you're going to interact with somebody, if you're going to leave your car, you got to put the mask on. The thing that blows my mind about masks, and we'll just go on this real quick, and then we'll be done, is you see single people driving down the road That's... <laughs> with their windows up, and they're wearing a mask. I wear a mask when I'm out of yes. the car and going into a store. Uh, but today, I went to a water dispenser to get water for my water cooler at my house. And I'm not going near anybody. I'm not going in a store. I didn't wear a mask. Got out of my car, filled my water up, and I left. Yes. The, the mask is there when you're going to be within – Six feet. I would say even 20 feet of other people, then maybe put the mask on. But, and that's just – but just have it nearby at least. If somebody walks up, yeah. oh, put it on. But you don't need to – all right. Oh, I mistake. Okay. Sorry. All right. So 
that was Underground. Six Underground. Six Underground. Six, 2019. Oh, boy. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ratpack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, the more reviews we get, the closer we are to get credentials, in which case what we say actually matters. I don't know. <laughs> All right. This is the beginning of season eight. This is uh, usually what I would consider a dump month, which is the first couple months of the year is when theaters – or not theaters, but um, movie companies – God damn it, I can't think of the word. They drop the movies that they know they're not going to make a lot of money. Let's just get them out and get them out of the way. So, with that in mind, we are going to our suggestion list. This is a offering from Sea Salt. Oh, I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah, you remember good old Sea Salt from Australia? Is he still listening? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. But uh, I thought it, I was. Uh, I hope he is. This is I was one. worried about him when they had the fires. Oh, yeah, you know what? It did cross my mind as well, but I yeah. didn't write the email or the tweet. Okay, I feel like this is going to be one that May Show is going to love that we're doing. And uh, uh, Cowboy and I are going to... Anyway, from 2013, Go on. it's a combination of two different words. Say it. Sharknado. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, you're not, you don't like the Sharknado, Maestro? No. <laughs> it seems I, like a movie I, for you. I have to tell you, I have not seen any of them. I saw so This is going to be interesting. I saw Sharknado 3 with Jester, uh, and it was because it was a Mystery Science 3000. The guys were, were – it was a live version of it. Like they were playing Sharknado 3 while they were commenting on it. The guys that do the voices for Mystery Science Theater – and it was pretty interesting. Knowing that, Maestro, uh, how do you feel now? Are you going to say, worst sex ever? <laughs> Before you jump off the balcony? That's right. I was well, just without you. Jump in front of the shark. It's from, like a three-foot drop, dude. That's all I got. From from what uh, I've heard, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. I will research it before we do the next podcast. This movie... When it, when it was first made, this first movie was supposed to be kind of serious. And then once the reviews came out, like, this is a joke. They – so Sharknado 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, yes, there are six. They were all just over-the-top, crazy, hilarious, uh, buying into the fact that they're stupid. And I think this one was trying not to be stupid. But once it got called stupid, they're like, all right, we can be stupid. <laughs> But we'll find out. I don't know. Well, do you know what this movie's made by? Is it Blumhouse or no? What is this? Oh, it sounds like it could be a Blumhouse. I, I would not be surprised if it was. Sharknado. Uh, oh, sci-fi. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a Sifi. It's a Sifi movie? Sifi oh, movie. that figures enough. Sharknado 2 is called the second one. Sharknado 3 is called Oh, Hell No. That's Yeah. <laughs> If you've seen like Octo Shark, then you've you seen them all. Right. Shark, or Shark snakes on the motherfucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought you'd enjoy this because of your Zombievers offering a while back where you just combine things. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I like watching movies. They're like diamonds in the rough. 
you know? Movies that are that far out there, but hasn't gotten that much hype. I mean, I feel like these six movies are all, like, mainstream hype movies, and I just feel like... Yeah, it's like the scary movies. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like I those either. I hated all You know what? I, I, I watched the very first one, and I'll admit, I was younger when I watched it, and and I... I kind of thought it was funny, you know, uh, the, the slapstick making fun parody comedy, I thought was kind of funny, but then they kept making them and making them, make them. I'm like, this is the same stupid shit over and over again. Yeah. You're just taking the current movies and doing spoofs of it. Pretty much. If it was a one-off, Great. probably would have been pretty cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. I hate the weigh-ins, so there's no way that I can <laughs> get behind that movie. Well, thanks for weighing in. Hey, uh-huh. all right. Let me go. I want to go through these Sharknado uh, titles because the titles alone are just oh my god. Uh, so we got Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three. Oh hell no, Sharknado, the fourth awakens, Sharknado five, global swarming, and the last Sharknado. It's about time. Even with the titles, are like, we're, why, why, <laughs> why are we still doing these? <laughs> <laughs> So they're playing on what they accidentally fell into. Yes, exactly right. And that's how they made money at it. Right. You know, so they figured, well, let's just make some money at it. Let's find out how this one goes then. So next week, yeah. Sharknado. Oof. And with the and with the graphics, I don't imagine it would have cost that much <laughs> to, to make. You know, like. Well, I, maybe the first one may have cost more, but then after they realized this is ridiculous, maybe they stopped. Yeah, then the rest of it was all green screen. Okay, and because okay, like here's another thing that I'm gonna have gripes about. I'm I'm a big fan of like uh, watching like the Nature Channel, the the, you know National Geographic, um, the Smithsonian. I watch a bunch, a pot of shark. Really? Okay, I'm very curious how this all ties in. Okay, never mind. Okay, all right, go on. <laughs> no, how do you how are you tying in the museums and Smithsonian's to Sharknado? I, I, that's uh, they have channels that deal with like uh, uh, animal and like animal nature, yeah. nature uh, and, and and disaster, documentaries. yeah, documentaries and such. And I, I'm a big fan of watching those because, well, I was I grew up with a family of scientists, so kind of hand in hand. So, okay, well, there is something you do have to look forward to. 20,000 potted sharks. As far as the movie goes, the one thing to look forward to is Terror Reed. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Wow. Okay, no. Terror Reed was a huge crush from the first American Pie. I was like, oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. All right, whatever. I'll enjoy it because of that, at least. <laughs> I'm done with you guys. Silence. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm... Oh, my God, you guys. Maestro? Yay! I'm going to start recording <laughs> your, your outros and just start playing them myself. What? What? <laughs> <laughs>